Welcome to the Renewed Mind Podcast, presented by Jameson Smallwood, recorded live at Mount Olive Missionary Baptist Church in Woodstock, Georgia. set before you. And I know that this is a strong brother. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron. He's also the head of our uh, men's ministry, the workmen of Christ. And he does a tremendous job with that in challenging the brothers. Uh, This isn't some good old boys club. We're not drinking beers and watching football. We're looking at what God's word says about what men should be in their homes, and in the church, and in the world. So, I just want to encourage you all to be supportive of the message you're going to hear, because believe me, it comes straight out of the Word, and it comes straight from God. So, I've been given the task, amen, and uh, we're in a Baptist church, so you you guys are familiar with the term call, right? You have a call, amen. I think the call looks a lot like Sister Rosa. Amen. She, she's notorious for coming up to people and, and asking them to, to, to give their time to serve the Lord. And I thank you for that, Sister Rosa. Amen. Um, I, I, am, I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge Pastor Bates and, and Sister Bates in their absence. Uh, I, I texted Pastor Bates last night, and we've been texting this morning, and, and he's just been there full of encouragement and, 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 and thanksgiving. Uh, for, the, for giving me an opportunity to be up here and to, to speak. Uh, in his absence, I thank all the ministers, the trustees, and the deacons, um, and, and especially my wife in her absence. She had to go check on her mother. Um, yeah, her mother's not doing well, so we like to ask for prayer for her. Amen. Um, she, she's, been, she's been with me while I've been preparing and sweating and worried about this message. Amen. Talking about Christian education and how can we, how can we expound on that and uh, I'm just grateful for the opportunity. Um, I, 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 I take this seriously, amen, um, being in the pulpit. Uh, that was one thing we didn't play with when I grew up in church. And uh, I, I hope I can do that legacy justice today to not be up here playing, amen. And uh, I just want to, you know, be, be, before I say anything more, I just want to say thank you once again for the opportunity to be up here. Amen. Um, if you'll please stand for the reading of God's word, we're going to come out of the book of Mark. The book of Mark, chapter 5. And we've got 10 verses in particular, starting at verse 24, that we're going to take a look at. Amen. The book of Mark, chapter 5, starting at verse 24. We're going to take a look at 10 verses. 10 verses. I, 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 I've always wondered, how can I better articulate the importance of Christian education? How can I bring out a topic from Scripture that would tell people why it's important to study God's Word? See, we're not talking about, we're not talking about non-believer education, amen. We're talking about Christian education. Amen. I want to make that clear. If you're a non-believer, you've got a portion of the service that's for you after I get done speaking. But, but, but for those of you who call themselves uh, saved, sanctified, and redeemed, 
Amen. This message is for you. We're talking about Christian education. So beginning in, in, in the book of Mark, chapter 5, beginning at verse 24, I want to read, from, read for us a very familiar story. We find Jesus in route to help perform a miracle to raise a, raise a little girl from the dead. So Jesus is on his way to perform this miracle. And in verse 24 it says, So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, Lord have mercy, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, not grab, not hug, now, just if I can just touch his clothes, yes, Amen. I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. And once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him, he turned around in the crowd and asked, "Who touched my clothes?" You see, the people crowded against you. His disciples answered, and yet you can ask, "Who touched me?" But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Our topic today is a woman and the word. A woman and the word. Amen. I used to be in sales, and I used to sell TVs and computers at Best Buy. And, and, and what we tried to do every time we met a customer who was interested in buying something is we tried to demonstrate a value proposition. Why would you spending your money on this product be a good thing? Amen. And, and it was this value proposition that, that we often had to display. And I would have to go through all these hoops and jump over these over these barriers in this person's mind and haggle with the customer to get them to understand that this TV was going to meet their needs. Amen. And see, I find the same problem going on in church because we have to haggle and wrestle with church folk, Christians, God's elect, anything you want to put on that title, amen, we have to haggle with you to get you to understand the importance of God's word. Why is it that Christians must be educated about Jesus Christ? Amen. We like to sing about Christ. We like to dance about Christ. We like to mention Christ in every cliche we can think of in the church. But the question to, that I have to answer today as I come before you is, why is it important that you focus on being educated? Not, not just not entertained, not flavored with, not, not mentioned to, yeah. but yeah. educated yeah. about Jesus Christ. See, I, I, had, I, had, I had to think on this, church, and this was a problem because every time you talk about education, Christian education, you come up to that, that, that stumbling block that I used to run into in Best Buy. Why would you want to buy this? Why would you want to invest your time and money into this? Why is Christian education something that you should care about? Amen. So I said, Lord, give me a word to come to your people with. And I got to think. And I said, Lord, maybe I can talk about the woman with the issue of blood. Amen. And see, this is a story that, that begins to jump out at me. And the first thing I noticed when I was studying this story was I noticed her condition. Amen. Her condition. 
And see, we refer to this woman as the woman with the issue of blood. Amen. She has become known in text in the scripture by her condition. Amen. Do you, do you know people in your life who are known by their condition? Amen. Do you know people who are angry, who are spiteful, who are nasty, who lie? Amen. Do you know people known by that condition? Do you know folks who aren't saved? Amen. Do you know people who have a condition that you know them by? I know most personal that testimony today, amen. I'm going I'm, to I'm, I'm, I'm step back a little bit because I'm, I'm in here by myself with that testimony. Amen. So I, I, I know that. And let me just say this to get this bit of housekeeping out of the way. They said I'm the speaker of the hour, amen. I, I won't be up there an hour. And if I don't get amen off of that, amen, then you must go home now. Amen. Now, this woman is known by her condition. And, and see, if, if I had a medical mind, I might look at her condition from a medical standpoint. I might say, well, there's something going on that's causing her to bleed. But the more I began to study my text and, and, and come to a conclusion that is applicable to Christian education, her problem was that she had a knowledge problem. Ooh! Ooh! It wasn't that she couldn't stop bleeding, church. She didn't know how to stop bleeding. Amen. Let me repeat that because see, I, I might have missed somebody. Yes, See, she didn't have a problem bleeding. She had a problem of knowing how to stop from bleeding. Amen. Amen. And see, when we start talking about Christian education, See, there's some stuff going on in each of our lives right now that we've got problems with. We can't seem to get over. See, somebody might have a marriage that's got some stuff in it that, that don't belong there, but it keeps showing back up. And see, when you begin to look, amen, at, at this woman and her condition and what happens when you have a lack of knowledge, amen, you see that the same chronic problems keep showing back up. She hadn't been bleeding for a week. She had been bleeding for a month. She had been bleeding for 12 years. Right. 12 years. Can you imagine looking for a problem to solve in your life, an answer to the problem in your life, for 12 years? She's been looking for the cure to her problem for 12 years. And see, when there's a lack of knowledge, there's a constant effort and attempt to seek ineffective counsel. Ooh! My Bible says that she had gone and talked to doctor after doctor. And see, we don't just go, see, I, see, I imagine in my head, amen, I didn't use my Christian imagination. See, I imagine her being someone in the country, like I grew up in the country, see. See, we didn't go to the doctor until it got real bad, amen? Until, until somebody's leg was about to fall off. See, we didn't go to the country. We didn't go to the doctor unless it was real bad in the country. See, this woman might have been in my mind. See, in my mind, she might have been reaching in, in her mason jar cabinet and pulling out some stuff that was some salve or something, trying to stop from bleeding. See, I know I'm always saying with that testimony. Grandma reaching for a mason jar full of some stuff that she don't look at. See, I don't know that testimony. They don't know what See y'all know what y'all is. Some of y'all been, been drinking out of some of y'all been drinking out of cups all your life. Y'all I see this woman looking and searching for answers. 
And see, she's trying to home remedies. They're not working. She gets, she gets, she goes down to her neighbor's house and she begins to talk to her neighbor and ask. And see, the neighbor don't got the answer. She begins to talk to family members. She begins to talk to her mother, her her cousins, and her sisters and brothers. And they don't have the answer. See, that this is what happens when we have a lack of knowledge, church. We begin to search out answers in wrong places. Amen. See, Christians, we shouldn't be looking to our brothers and our sisters for answers. Oh, Lord. We shouldn't be looking to our neighbors and, and Oprah for answers. Amen. We shouldn't be looking to Dr. Phil and, and, and some new age healing book on, on, on the bookshelf for answers. We are supposed to be looking to Jesus Christ for our answers. Amen. And when you look and see what happens when there's a lack of knowledge, this woman lost everything she owned. Lost everything she owned. How many people have the testimony today of going to the doctor and spending money on, on, on treatments that didn't solve the problem? Got worse. Got worse. Got worse. There was a brother in Bible study telling that story about the doctor gave him some stuff that he shouldn't have been taking. And when he stopped taking it, he felt better. We seek knowledge in all the wrong places. And one of the signs of someone who has truly been saved is that they stop seeking the world's counsel and they begin to study the word of God. And if you look carefully at the text, if you look carefully at the text, you will see that this woman's situation began to turn around. See, she got some new knowledge in the equation. Yes, she got some new knowledge in the equation. She began to hear something. She heard a rumor. See, all the rumors I ever hear, they just, they just, they just junk, amen. But this was one rumor that I know it, it was ever rumor she heard. It. She heard about a man named Jesus. Oh! All right. Oh! See, see, I, let me help you. See, we have, I have to calm down here, amen. I have to calm down. I'm a teacher. I'm not a preacher. Amen. You just preach without a license. This woman is at home and she hears something about Jesus. See, this woman heard about a man named Jesus. See, I use my imagination once again, church. This is part of that Christian education. See, I think that she might have heard, heard through the grapevine yeah. that there was a man who opened the eyes of the blind. Yeah. There's a man who has, who has cast out demons. Yeah. Yes. There's a man who done turned water to wine. Yeah. There's a man who, who is healing folks and telling yeah. paralyzed folks, get, take your mat and get up. Yeah. See, this, this, is, this is how my mind works when I think about what she might have heard about Jesus. See, she ain't heard nothing about Jesus stopping somebody from bleeding, but she made she connected the dots. Man, if he can do all of this here, maybe if I get a little bit closer, he can do some stuff here. And I can do some stuff here. Maybe, maybe I'll be the next testimony about what he done done. So she begins to get some knowledge that she ain't never had before. She heard something special about Jesus. He's nearby. He's close. He's close by. Oh, that's that's heavy. See, we don't, in this time in the Bible, people didn't have long-distance travel. See, if she heard about Jesus in two or three countries over, that would have been a problem. Amen. But she heard that Jesus was nearby. Yeah. See, let me show you how Jesus looks nearby. See, when we say that there's Bible study at 7 o'clock, ooh, 
something we, we, we study in this abstract concept and we, we spend time on and we just do it because we're church and it's just one of them things that they do not in my house. We would, we would be just like this woman, sitting there bleeding for 12 years, letting our salvation, redemption, healing, blessing, mercy, joy, peace walk on by. We have got to get to the point where we understand the value proposition of God's word. So as I began to look deeper and deeper in the text, she gets, in, she gets out of the house. And she finds where Jesus is at. And Jesus has become a rock star, church. He has a crowd of folks around him. Not, not no one or two people. A crowd of folks around him. Amen. See, when, where, where Jesus was, there wasn't no empty red pews. There wasn't no fish fries to attract you. I'll be that long. It's too convicting. And when you see this crowd, this woman has this woman has gotten in her mind that he might be able to solve the problem. And she sees a crowd. And see when and see me. Let me tell you something about me. As I read this text, see, I understand what she might have been going through. See. See, I don't like going to football games and places with large crowds because I don't want to deal with the crowd. See, I, I don't like being around a lot of people. I'm a big man. I don't want to walk through no crowd of folks, amen, <laughs> rushing into people and trying to get to where I'm trying to go. I just don't like that. <laughs> amen. And I imagine that this woman felt the same way because if you understand the text and the culture, when a woman had this type of issue, she was considered unclean. Yes, See, the church sometimes, well, I don't want to say church, but where Jesus is, amen. Sometimes there's people around Jesus that might look down on somebody else trying to get to him. And see, this woman sees this crowd of folks pressed around Jesus. And the, and, the, and the text tells us that there's so many people pressed around that when she finally does touch him, that people don't know who touched her. Touched her who touched him? Who, how are you going to ask me who touched you, Jesus? You see all these folks? Who, who touched who touched him? This woman, this woman purposed in her heart. The Holy Spirit moved in her heart. God gave her the inspiration to say, you know what? Believe. If I can just touch him. I don't care about this crowd of folks. I, I, I want to get something new in my life. Her, her, her knowledge went from hearing about Jesus secondhand to her being determined to hear it and know for herself. That's called firsthand knowledge. See, I, I, I hear, when I'm hearing about somebody else's testimony, that's secondhand knowledge about how good Jesus is. See, I want firsthand knowledge, church. Amen. I want firsthand knowledge. And to get firsthand knowledge, you got to overcome some obstacles in your life. See, I got to think it real big on this one. I said that crowd ain't just a crowd. See, that crowd represents some stuff keeping me away from Jesus. See, that, that crowd might be my schedule. 
I, I, I'm too busy with other stuff that ain't going to bless me, but I'm thinking I'm going to get blessed because I'm in this world and I'm caught up in this worldly stuff. See, that might be part of the crowd. See, the part of your crowd that you might have to deal with is the fact that when you get off on, on Wednesday nights, you are tired and you don't feel like doing nothing else but sitting down at home in your lazy boy with your yeah. adult beverage. See, that, that might be your crowd. See, I, I'm not always safe with that testimony here, man. See, that might be part of your crowd. See, the part of the crowd that might stop you from getting the way you go is you might think you don't need to know nothing else in your life about Jesus. You might know enough. And see, saints, we talked about that in Sunday school about being exposing our minds to the doctrine of other saints so that we can show that what we believe about Jesus to be true. It's not enough to stay in the Bible at home. Well, I want you to do that. But you need to get that confirmation that what you have come to believe about Jesus is what is true. That's right. It's not enough to sit at home and, and catch TV and look at something on TV talking about, well, I got my Jesus for the day. <laughs> it's not enough. Like it's OJ. Like it's OJ. Amen. You are challenged today because I came in a fight. Look at your life. What is it that's stopping you from getting blessed by Jesus because you are spending time and you're letting something stop you from going through the crowd? What's, what is it? Amen. Now let's finish up this thing. She became determined, church, to see Jesus manifest, her knowledge of Jesus manifest itself in her life. I, I, she got tired. She bled for 12 years. And for, this, and for this moment in history, he was there. Yes. He was there where he could be touched, he could be questioned, yes. he, could be, he could be worshipped, she could do whatever she needed to do to get Jesus to bless her. And she determined to press through the crowd and touch him. And touch him. Not hug him, but touch him. Touch the clothes he had on him. Because she believed that he was so much God and had so much power that anything close enough to him would have that same power. Woo! See, that was, see, church, I might get in trouble for this, but see, you don't need no prayer cloth. Woo! Not unless Jesus is wearing it. She touched him. And she didn't ask. She didn't, she didn't question him with some deep question to get her blessing. She now she came to she had come to believe in him because that's why he that's why it happened the way it did. As we are Christians, we have already come to believe in Jesus. But as I read this, when Jesus turns around and said, Who touched me? That, that speaks to me, church. See, I, I, I envision Sunday school so full of folks getting a blessing because they're studying God's word. They're trying something different after 12 years of the same foolishness and mess going on in their lives. Some conviction took place. They're trying something different. And I see with my imagination where I can, where we, where we keep hearing about folks getting blessed in Mount Olive. Man, who else done got blessed down there? And somebody says, how you gonna ask me that? 
You know that church is full of folks getting blessed. Ooh. You see all them blessed folks down there? Who else going to shout this Sunday about a blessing? See, I, I want a church full of folks who got testimonies that, 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 that we can just keep on going off of. See, see I, I, I want to I have we preach about Reverend Wilson's daughter being healed from cancer. But see, I want somebody else to have a testimony that I halfway feel like preaching about. See, I want everybody to experience Jesus and have a testimony. I tried Jesus in my marriage. Now me and my wife ain't getting divorced. I tried Jesus when my husband was in the hospital. Now he's up, he's up stronger than ever. I tried Jesus when my grandma got sick. Now she's stronger than ever. See, I want some people who done tried Jesus for themselves and my island because they want to get something that they can pass by and pass it I want the altar to be, I want the altar call prayer to shrink down to folks who can't do nothing but praise him for what he's done. I'm tired of seeing folks up here asking for prayer, but you won't come to Bible study. I'm tired of seeing folks asking for prayer, and you won't come to Sunday school. I'm tired of you asking for prayer, and all you need to do is read the Bible and study who Jesus is. I'm tired of that. The God we serve ain't gonna sit around and, and, and accept no mess. Give him the respect of studying who he is if you proclaim that you're in a relationship with him. And if that don't work, then you come up here and ask for prayer. Then you come up here and ask for the, the pastor to lay his hands on you. But stop abusing the clergy because you are rejecting the very thing that God has given us that is supposed to have power in our life. And that is Jesus Christ and the Lord of the Word. is the word of God. He didn't, he didn't know afterthought of God. He ain't just the son of God. He is the word of God. And the word of God has been wrapped up in nice leather binders and we carry it around and we look like we're going to church. It's our Bible church. That's the word of God. You don't even have to have a Bible no more. I've got my tablet here. It's the word of God. i got Jesus on demand. I can see it in TV, evangelism, gospel music, everything that we can think of that says anything about Jesus is trying to confuse us as to what Jesus really was all about. Oh, yes. And it is our job as Christian educators to untangle that mess. I want you to fight with me in Sunday school about something you believe. I want you, I want to challenge your mind. Yes. I want you to I want you to leave out there saying, uh, I thought I knew something, but man, that brother, he, he messed me all up. <laughs> that is the job of a church to challenge the minds of people who come in thinking they know Jesus and send them out really knowing him. Needless to say, and I, I like this piece, and I'm, I'm going to wrap up here and stop talking about this one because, I, like I said, I don't preach, I teach. Amen. I don't preach, I teach. I'll let you decide for telling the truth about it in your own heart. Amen. amen. This woman is on the ground, scared, because her thought then turned into a manifestation of power. 
it, it went from being something that she heard her neighbor possibly talking about to now something she's been burdened with for 12 years it's finally gone. It ain't kind of gone. It ain't getting better. It's completely gone. Because she tried Jesus. And Jesus being, Jesus being so full of healing and mercy that it only took her faith to get it out of him. It didn't take a clever prayer. It didn't take some name it and claim it doctrine. It didn't take some incantation. It didn't take some magic potion. It didn't take some root worker. It didn't take some, it didn't take some, some, some all. All it took was her faith to try and believe that he could do what she thought he could do. In her mind, her bleeding was an impossible, was an impossible thing to cure. But she tried the man who specializes in the impossible. Because to him, all things are possible. She tried it. She tried it. And right now, I'm standing up here urging you to try it. You might can't be in Bible study every Wednesday night. You might can't be in Sunday school every Sunday morning. But commit yourself to one day a month if you're not coming at all. And try it. Try it. I guarantee you'll be blessed. I guarantee it. Because I know the God I serve. I know the God I serve. And I want to leave you with this before I sit down. And this is the portion that you can actually participate in. Amen. I want you to take out your Bibles. chapter 2. And I want you to read along with me. Not, not out loud. I do that. I get trouble for that all the time. But just read silently with me as I read this out loud. And we're going to read verses 1 through 3. Colossians chapter 2. Verses 1 through 3. Because if you might be thinking that Brother Smallwood just got up here for 15 minutes and made up some stuff. That the Bible doesn't speak to what we're talking about today being Christian education. Colossians 2, starting at verse 1. Now I'm going to wait till I don't hear any pages turning because I want to make sure we get this. Amen? I want to make sure we get this. Amen. Colossians 2, chapter 1. I'm sorry, Colossians 2, verse 1. And it reads this is Paul speaking. Paul planted churches, Paul taught doctrine. He wrote doctrine. And it says, I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at my island and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love. That they may have the full riches of complete understanding. Not partial understanding, not some mess you've heard, but the complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ. That's what we do here in Christian education. We contend for you. We fight the battle of, of false doctrine right here at this church. But we need you to be on the battlefield. Let us pray.
Father God, we thank you for this day. God, I am humbled to be here standing before your people. Thank you, God, for the message you've given. God, I just pray that you continue to dwell this message in our hearts. God, we, we are here contending for our sheep. We're here contending for those who call themselves Christians so that we can educate them, Lord God, as to, as to what it is that you've actually done throughout history for them, namely your son, Jesus Christ. God, I, I, I want to challenge them to be like the woman with the issue of blood, who we now talk about as the woman who had the issue of blood. God, I, I, want, I want people to come in and, and be able to, to, to take part of and learning about who you are so that they can start talking about the issues that they once had when they came to know you as a redeemer from those things, Lord God. God, touch your people. Touch our hearts, Lord God, so that where we've been slow and moving, God, that we can be a little swifter. Where we've been hard of hearing, Lord God, we can hear a little bit better. And Lord God, where our walk has been a little stiff, that we can now walk a little bit firmer. These things I pray humbly and ask your blessing in your son Jesus Christ's name. Thank you for listening to another installment of the Renewed Mind Podcast. Be sure to listen again as we endeavor to renew our minds.